Welcome back to another episode of Is This Making Sense? Dialogues on the Pursuit of Balance, Wisdom, Leadership, and Everything in Between. My name is Eric Johnson. I'm here with Seth Gray. And today, before we start, I want to do a brief little uh, public service announcement. We aren't experts. Uh, we're, these, are, these are thoughts that we're working through and just trying to make sense of. And it's very likely sometimes that we're totally wrong or maybe we don't see the full, full picture. So I just want to make it clear that we aren't experts. So um, we're not trying to claim to that. It's just conversation. So in case you think that in case we, we come off like we know everything, that is not the case. So with that being said, today we're going to talk about criticism. We're going to talk about being criticized. It just stinks. And why is it so hard to receive criticism? Um, I think, I think for most people, it is like an attack on who we are as a person. It's personal. Yeah. It hurts. I think it's unexpected a lot of times. Mm -hmm. I mean, no one expects to be criticized. (laughs) Uninvited. Uninvited. That it comes from a place or someone you didn't expect a lot of times, you know, it's, uh, it's just one of those things that your day's going great. Something's happening and you're not seeing it. And then all of a sudden it can come out of nowhere and it just hurts. I think for me, I th- it boils down to pride. Uh, obviously, I think I'm right. So who are you to tell me I'm wrong? So my ego is in the way of receiving any sort of like feedback. Yeah. And I think how you, how you handle criticism. For me, I, I was listening to a podcast, as I do often, and this thought came through and it was unrelated. But l- when you're receiving criticism, how you handle it is determined by your foundation, your security, your security in who you are, your security and knowing yourself. Um, I mean, that's why, you know, we, Hannah and I, we really want our kids to have a strong sense of security in who they are in Jesus Christ because they're going to get criticized. Things are going to come and try to knock them down. And, the, and the, your foundation determines how you respond to criticism. Yeah. Um, I love that. Uh, I read this thing. I think ultimately the receiving criticism. Well, that one of the keys to it is, uh, taking it, taking a a second to not get defensive. Cause my, my first reaction is always defense. Well, what, but I, this, but this, and you didn't see this and, but you, you don't even, you don't even know that's those silly things that we, but, uh, but I read this thing on the muse. It was saying at the first sign of criticism, before you do anything, stop, try not to react at all you'll have at least one second to stop your reaction. And while one second seems insignificant in real life, it's ample time for your brain to process a situation. And in that moment, you can halt a dismissive facial expression or a reactive quip and remind yourself to stay calm. So um, that's what I'm having to remind myself. When I start to feel it, when I say, oh, this is one of those moments where somebody's gonna tell me something negative about me. I have got to receive this right now. I've got to stop, take a deep breath and, and, and stop the defense that wants to come out and just listen. Do you find yourself uh, physically feeling any way? Oh, yeah. Like one of my my biggest weaknesses is that I often speak too early. And this is an area where it flares up. I don't even let somebody get their whole point out. And I'm already defending myself and just making my case. Yeah. I uh, whenever criticism comes my way and and this is this is uh, a thing of what would you do if you get criticized? This is what I do. I automatically try to have this like poker face of just not letting it visually react to it and just, and just have this poker face because, uh, a lot of times criticisms coming from someone that's in authority over me. And if I have, like you were saying this, just, if I just impulsively speak, 
then it's going to have a negative consequence, especially if this person, whoever it is, has authority over me. If I can't learn to just react by not doing anything in terms of a physical, angry, upset, defend, whatever it might be, uh, that's going to help me out a lot. Yeah, that, that's a that's a good challenge is, is to, to, to not let your face show it for sure. Um, I think a, a lot of times we just take things too personally. And I think it's important to take criticism seriously, but not to take it personally. Um, so it's hard sometimes to separate who we are from what we do. So if I had an idea in a meeting or I even manner meeting wrong or whatever it was, I, I perform poorly. That's not who I am. So if somebody says, hey, you didn't do that well, you could do this better. It doesn't say they're not saying, hey, you're a terrible person. You need to be a better person. But it's just so hard to separate that. It is. It, it, I mean, it's just naturally who we are because whatever we're doing, we're putting our all into and we naturally think that people think that's a reflection of us mm-hmm. personally. Absolutely. And it's just difficult to have the right reaction. I think for, for me, as a perfectionist, I, I think that I should be perfect. And so when somebody says that I'm not perfect, it's like I failed at being a human. No, that's not the case at all. Like I'm, my, my humanhood, my personhood hasn't been affected by a bad, a poorly run meeting or a bad video or whatever, whatever project I was working on that, that went poorly. That's not who I am. But when somebody says, man, that, that looks terrible. It's like, oh my gosh, I'm the worst. And I hate this person for exposing me from the worst. And it's no, no, it's, 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 it's easy to do though. Yeah. You, um, you, you were talking to me, uh, privately about your kids and the whole example of the idea that at some point we start taking criticism very personal. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. So I have young kids. I have a four-year-old and a two-year-old. And I, my whole existence as their dad is more or less to criticize them in every way. Not criticize maybe be the wrong word, but I'm always, <laughs> June, don't just take your socks off and throw them in the ground. Or June, you know, wipe your, what, any number of things that I'm constantly having to. What con- are you supposed to do with your bowl? What do you do with your plate? All these is things. This where your book bag goes. But June doesn't even think twice about it being a personal thing about her. She knows that her daddy knows best right now. And there are a lot of things that she doesn't know. And so it may be annoying to her that I'm always making, showing her how her make her bed or whatever it might be, how to treat Dash, how to talk to strangers, whatever this this thing is. She knows that I, I know best and it's not personal at all. And she just receives it. So at least most times, if she doesn't receive it, it's not because it's, it's a personal thing. It's because she's just not a good listener right now. But there's some there's some transition that happens when, and I'm assuming it's maybe middle school. I'm not sure when it happens when they when June is going to start to think that she knows things better than I do, and that's when it starts becoming more difficult to receive criticism. And I think that's so much so true for me. It's like I think that I know best. So when somebody comes in comes in and says, "Hey, I'm seeing this and that was poor," it's like, "Well, I know best. Who are you to tell me something that I don't already know?" Yeah, the thing is, is that I can't pinpoint a time in my life where I transitioned that with my parents, but I can't remember a time. When I couldn't, when I could handle criticism so much, so easily, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like we, we just grew up and then all of a sudden the, the change happened. We can't pinpoint it, but we struggle with receiving feedback and criticism. When I was in middle school, I remember, so I have an older brother. So my parents had already had uh, experience raising a teenager. And so he was seven, some odd years older than me. And so when I was in middle school, my dad sat me down one day. And this is back when, you know, when you're in middle school and your dad's still your best friend and you're not embarrassed at all of your dad, at least at this point for me. And he said, Eric, I want you to know something. Soon you're going to think I'm a total idiot. And I want you to know something. I won't have changed. 
There's nothing that's going to be different. I'm still going to be your dad who loves you, but you're going to think I'm a total idiot. So I just want you to know right now that I'm not changing. So when it changes, it's not me. It's probably going to be you. I've never forgot him saying that. And sure enough, you know, it's 10th grade. My dad is an idiot. He won't let me do this. He's an idiot. You know, that sort of, you know, I I don't think I was really saying, I wasn't saying that, but I was probably thinking that because when you get to high school, you you know, everybody's an idiot at that point. But I just remember thinking. That's for your emotions. Yeah. yeah. That's wild. So then when criticism comes, what do we do with it? You know, that, that it's because it's going to happen. It happens all the time, whether you realize it or not. Sometimes you're like, you'll, you'll walk away from a conversation. And you're like, oh, that person was criticizing me, <laughs> you know, because you just didn't even realize. But what do we do, you know, when it comes? And this is this is just my opinion. This is just how I've kind of handled things. And that is you take it, you know, you take the criticism, but you take it and you filter it. You've got to have a filter whenever someone criticizes you or is is bringing something uh, to light in your life. So you, so my filter is this. Who said it? Mm. Who's the person that said this to me? And what authority or influence do they have in my life? Is it Hannah, my wife? Is it my boss? Is it a mentor? Is it someone that I consider an equal? Is it uh, a friend outside of family, work, just you know, someone that I've given access to speak in my life, or is it just someone random that just walks up to you and, and just criticizes? We talked about this a little once when we were talking about accountability, but um, you can't get good accountability or you can't get good hearted criticism from somebody that doesn't have your best interest at heart. I don't think um, because often criticism can come in a, in a way that isn't meant to build you up. It's meant to tear you down. And that's the sort of stuff that you've got to filter out. So like you said, evaluating who it is that's coming from and then, you know, flag the people that may not have your best interest and handle the situation. I think you should still listen to it. Obviously you always want to listen to it and be kind, but more carefully evaluate what info you're receiving because maybe it may or may not be fruitful. Yeah, exactly. Because so I, I, I always just have to take it and filter it. What authority they have in my life. And then, and then really just think, okay, what did they say? Yeah. This, these are the words they said it. This is how they said it. So I've got to analyze what they said and, and I've got to be honest. Is there some truth to it? Is there, is, is this person really care about me? And I didn't realize they cared this much about me and that's why they're bringing this up. So is there something I really can learn from it? And then what can I take and use? Um, because just because it hurts doesn't mean I can't use it. Doesn't mean I can even I can learn from the entire situation. I can learn from how they approached me. I can learn about how what they said, how they said it. Um, just because someone is correcting or pointing out a flaw or an error doesn't mean that it's just that thing. There's so much that you can learn from the entire interaction. And every opportunity, every time somebody criticizes you is the opportunity to receive it well. I heard Adam Grant was talking about how when you receive criticism, you have a second chance at getting a good score. So let's say that I I misled a meeting. It was a big fat waste of everybody's time. And somebody came up to me and said, hey, Eric, um, you ran that meeting terribly. And so at that point, I have the opportunity then to get a score on how I'm going to receive this criticism. So it's like, okay, I I got an F on that meeting, but I'm going to get an A on the way that I receive this criticism. So it's like, I, I want to look at each time somebody has something to say to me like that, that is critical as an opportunity to receive it well and to grow. Yes. I th- I, and the only way that that, you, that second score can come about and the only way in which when I, when I say I'm going to take it and I'm going to be a filter, I'm going to put my poker face on and all that kind of stuff is it also starts with humility, mm-hmm. you know, um, 
you just got to be humble. And that's very difficult, especially if it's something that you were really excited about, especially if it was something that you put everything into and your whole being Mm -hmm. and they're not attacking you. They're attacking the project. They're attacking whatever it might be. Yeah. Humility is key. I think there's this again on that same pod, there's a podcast Adam Grant's got called work life and he did one. It's, it's called how to love criticism. And he mentioned that, that, that science shows, and I haven't found anywhere else to back this up, but he mentioned that science shows that when the instance that you receive criticism, there's part of you as a defense mechanism that is this super ego that kicks in that goes on the full, full blown defense. And I think that is the opposite of humility. And I think like you're saying, the key to receiving the key to be able to receive it, or at least one of them is to turn off that ego, turn on your humility, put your tail between your legs and just receive it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Because if you don't, I mean, I've had experiences in the past where I had, um, someone criticize me. Um, and I, the person that criticized me wasn't even in the room and I reacted and I reacted in front of other people so poorly that it is still scarred me to this day where I use that situation of being criticized as a reminder to, Hey, when you get criticized, you've got to remember to keep it cool. You've got to be cool hand Luke in the situation. You, you can't be defensive. You've got, you've got to come up and it it has helped me. It's helped me come up with positive lines to say when someone's criticized me, it's think, thinking about, all right, the criticism's coming. What's this generic positive line that can help me get through it before I've processed and learned and you know, that thing to help me push towards humility. And that is, oh, that's something to consider. Mm-hmm. I, I've been using that line since uh, I got I was getting married, you know, because when you get married, everybody's got an opinion on, on how you should do your wedding. And then when you have kids, everybody's got an opinion on what you should feed the kid and what they should wear and what they should do. So I just came up with this line of, huh, that's something to consider. I like that. I was thinking I'm going to I'm going to steal that, by the way. Um, I, I was thinking one of the, the techniques I want to try and because I received criticism, criticism the other day, I forget what it was. And I felt, you know, my, my, you know, the hair standing up in my neck and I was about to defend myself. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to ask a good question right here. Maybe they've got something to this. I'm going to ask a question instead of giving a defense. I'm going to ask a probing question to figure out more of where they're coming from so that hopefully I can find some more information out. Yeah. Um, and then also you just got to remember that if it is somebody in authority of you, you've definitely got to respond positively Thank you. Uh, almost. Of, I'm a sorry. I appreciate this. This is great to hear. Whatever it is that's going to push you towards really being humble. Mm-hmm. And again, if, if this is a person that you trust and that has your best interest, someone that is for you, you have to remember that also we're going to talk about this in a minute, but giving criticism is almost as hard as it is to receive it, at least for me. Uh, and so this person mustered up the courage to come to you with something that it's hard to say. And, and so again, if therefore you know that this is hard for them, this must be important. So this is an area of, this is a blind spot for me that I have the opportunity right now to receive well and to make some changes on. So it should be something in some way you should be kind of enjoying. It sounds crazy. Yeah. Yeah. You're exactly right. And you will create a reputation for yourself. Yeah. By how you respond. Yeah. People, people will, will come to you more often earlier in the process because they know you can handle it. They know you can handle feedback and that you want to. And so that's what I think about is what do I learn from criticism? Uh, first thing is, is I know how someone feels. 
You know, mm-hmm. I, I, I know what they're really thinking. Uh, one of the things that I always get nervous about is that I can't understand what people are thinking. I'm doing something, but I don't really know what's processing in their mind. What, what do they really think about me? And so when I get criticism, and this is the weird thing about me of why I like it, is because I know where I stand with them. Interesting. I never thought about that. They, a person reveals themselves to you when they criticize you. And to me, they reveal their motive. Yeah. What do you, what do you mean by that? Well, when, when you... So going back to the filter that I use, who are they? What authority do they have in my life? What are they saying? That going through that whole filter you can begin to feel, you can begin to see someone's motive. Do they really care about me? Are they really loyal to me? And that's why they're doing it. The setting in which they did it, or are they, uh, trying to maybe pull me down, give me a little dig. They saw a lot of other people give me praise and for whatever reason they're, they're not. So, um, I, I, I motive is very key. Yeah. I want, it's, it's also very key to giving criticism, which we'll get into later. You said, you know, you get a reputation. What'd you say? You get a reputation for it. I I want to be somebody that is known to invite and to invite criticism or feedback. It doesn't always have to be criticism, but feedback. I I want to be somebody that isn't defensive, that lets people, lets people openly tell me what they care, what they thought. Um, And I hope, I hope that I am that way, but I'm not positive that I am because I can be very defensive because I, again, I don't like to be seen as wrong. And so I really try not to make a lot of mistakes or I try to do things well. And so when somebody points something out, I do, I struggle at it. I, I, I'm, and I get my feelings hurt and it's just, yeah. But all this going back to me saying that we're not experts. Um, we aren't experts because when I was reading my notes for this, I was like, man, I really need to hear this. These are stuff. I, I mean, I, I, I researched, I got all these notes together and got all these thoughts, but do I really, really, uh, act on this or am I just saying these things? Cause I, I really do want to apply what we're saying here. Yeah. And because when you, when the, the other thing that I think about that it teaches me is that it teaches me humility. It, um, you know, cause I, I need to learn. I need to learn. I can't get better. And if I really want to be someone that gets wants to get better at things I do, I've got to learn to invite criticism. Yeah. And 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 and, and maybe we're inviting criticism is a harsh thing, but maybe inviting feedback, inviting honest feedback. Mm-hmm. I want to have like a feedback loop going on with with trusted people. Um, so as difficult it is as it is to receive criticism. Uh, let's talk about giving criticism. So how do you give good criticism? I'm awful at it. I, I really am. It's the weird thing. I can take it, but I struggle to give it. Uh, I it's, it's not that I avoid conflict, but literally it, it takes energy out of me. It's draining because it's, I'm, I don't know, I'm very agreeable. Um, I like to think, you know, um, aspirationally of myself. I like to think that I'm a giver rather than a taker. Um, but it's just something I struggle with. I, I do not like hurting other people in that regard. Well, we should, I think when you said hurting that, that, that word triggered for me, cause it's like, are you hurting them? Because if you are for them and, and if you see some blind spot, you're really trying to make them better. So it's up to them whether or not they get hurt by it. Cause I know you as a, as a person, you're never going to hurt anyone. So I don't know. I think you should remove the idea that you're hurting someone. Uh, for me, I'm the same way though. Uh, I really, really struggle with give, giving criticism. I'm in a weird spot because on the Enneagram, I'm a one, which is as a perfectionist. I'd say I'm about 60% one. 
maybe 55% one because I'm almost equally a nine, which is a peacemaker. So as a perfectionist, I want things done a very certain way, but as a nine, I don't want to bother anybody to get it. And so when I oversee creative projects and I have to make criticism calls about how something looked or didn't look, I am terrible with it. Like literally like, um, when I, let's say I task somebody with a video or with a graphic and, and then I come back to see it before I, before I go in there at the edit suite to see what it is, I'm literally like, play, play, let's like, please, Lord God, let this be good because I don't want to have to be mean or be criti- critical about it. I just don't want to do it. I just want it to be good and me approve it and, and just move forward. But oftentimes I have to figure out how do I tactfully say that this is not what I wanted or we should change this or that and the other. And what, what I've been learning though is, is that I I have developed good relationships with people that have allowed me to feel like I have a place to say something critical. Like um, I work with I work with a, a guy named Brian, and he's a wonderful uh, he's a great uh, illustrator and not, maybe illustration animator. He does all these great uh, design works, and he's you know he's. 10 years more seasoned in this, in this field than I am. So I feel so stupid to be able to tell him anything critical, but at the same time, what I saw was not what I wanted. And so I had to get it across some way and it's taken time, but we've gotten to this place where I feel like I'm able to tell him my thoughts and him not, he's, he's not taking it personal. He just wants the best. And so it has been a process, but it has been a difficult place to get to. Has it, it's been a process just for you. Yeah. I mean, he, he was totally fine the whole time. It was just me trying to muster up the courage to say, well, what if we made the font a little bit bigger or what if, what if we, this, or, you know, these little stupid little changes. But for me as a peacemaker, I just feel like I'm, I'm, you know, killing them. But you can, you, you don't have a problem giving honest feedback because you don't have a problem with giving honest feedback to people that have invited you into their life. Mm -hmm. And see, that's where I'm fine with really sharing, you know, my thoughts with somebody but they've got to really invite me into their life for mm-hmm. me to just be quick with it. Or, and, and being quick with it is probably not even the best thing, but just um, being at ease with it. Yeah, I think so. I don't have anybody that directly I've never had anybody that works for me. And so it's a little bit different. So at church, I have I, 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 I at previous churches as well, I've had volunteers that have worked, you know, not for me, but with me, but I was like the director of a shoot or whatever it is. And right now I'm kind of producing our, our Sundays and whatnot. And so nobody technically works for me. They're all volunteers that are giving freely of their time. So it feels weird for me to ask them to do things certain ways. Cause they're just here. Like I, I feel like everything they've given me is a blessing and a gift. How can I ask for more for different? But, uh, my friend Caleb that also works at the church that I'm, I, I attend, he says, it's not that you're asking, asking them for more, you're inviting them into more. And so that has been a really good word for me. It's like, you know what? I see a better way. I see things that could be done differently or better. And that's, that's a good thing. So I'm inviting them into what I think is something better. And it makes me feel at least a little bit better about being a little meticulous about a graphic or a, a transition or whatever it might be creatively. Because you like to take things on your own and do it and say, I want it to be done right. So I don't want to burden mm-hmm. anybody else. And I will often just do everything myself as a result. But that's, that's not the way to grow. That's not the way to lead. And I want to, I want to invite people along into this. So one thing that's helped me, and it goes back to uh, what I learn when someone gives me criticism, but it's also, it, 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 in this, what I've learned comes from what I've had to check myself with, and that is my motive. What, what is my motive when I'm going to give someone feedback? Is it because I'm jealous? Is it because um, I, I, I just want to exert some type of thing over them? What, what is my motive for what I'm about to say? Yeah, yeah. 
I think it's that's that's a great thing to think about because when anytime I I'd hope this would be true for me, and I know it's probably true for you as well. Anytime that I finally do muster up the courage to hit something head on, it's because I really do see it as something that needs to happen in order for for the the our organization to grow and for that person to grow. So I'll say this: bringing someone down is never the reason to criticize. And if we all operated out of this, our, our environments would be such vastly different places because I think so many people do criticize to bring down, but I want to criticize to bring up. And so when I look at it through that lens, it makes me feel a little bit better about potentially hurting somebody's feelings or potentially making somebody's day go a little south for a little while in order for it to go back up. Yeah. So let me ask you this question. How do we handle people who aren't trying to make us better with criticism? I kind of mentioned this a little bit earlier. It's like we, we have to, and you'd said it as well. Like uh, who, who said it, who said it? And so I want to put them in, I don't want to just categorize them, but if I continually get criticism from someone that has no other um, purpose, but to bring me down, then I'm just going to start ignoring it. I might smile and, and act like I'm listening, but I, I can't let that sort of negativity in me. And cause I, I take things very personal and I don't want somebody negative in my life bringing me down. Uh, so I think it's, I, does that answer your question? Yeah, it does because I'm thinking about myself and getting in criticism. And I think, uh, if I, am I, if I'm just constantly going around and criticizing everybody, I'm not getting influence on anybody's life. And that's the thing about giving criticism and receiving criticism. There is a cost to it. You know, there, there is going, someone is depositing or someone is withdrawing from your account. Mm. And, um, you've got to be aware of that. That's an interesting way to look at that about withdrawing and, and, um, depositing that. I like that. I like that. So kind of, as we close, I want to kind of wrap up some of the thoughts we had. Um, uh, one of the things I'd said that I, that I, that I liked that I'd read was basically we need to take criticism seriously, but not personally. Well, if we can separate ourselves from, from our task and what we do and know that who we are is not what we do, then it should make things a little bit easier to receive. And, um, and then obviously receiving things in humility, being, being humble through and through and through and, and rejecting that first impulse you have that when somebody uh, is criticizing you, reject that first impulse to make a face or to scoff or to put up a defense and just listen. I love that. Uh, we hope that this conversation has been helpful for you, and uh, we hope this conversation made sense. Uh, don't forget, if you want, you can reach us at isthismakingsense at gmail.com. If you know us on Marco Polo, reach out to us. Uh, we'd love the feedback. Uh, we welcome criticism. So thanks so much for listening to Is This Making Sense?